Support for Real Humans by Gina Kaufman comes from the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, presenting A Frame of Mind, a new podcast taking a look at race in America through the lens of the museum's past, present, and future. Available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at nelson-atkins.org. Hey, Kansas City. You're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, hospitals in Kansas City are very full, making it hard to meet all the medical needs out there, let alone spiritual ones. But chaplains are still trying. People are not used to the phone in their hospital room ringing. So it'll just ring and ring and ring. Between the onset of the cell phone era and the start of the pandemic, bedside telephones for patients in hospitals didn't get used very much. People actually kind of forgot they were even there. But COVID hospitalizations are as high as they've ever been. And these obsolete relics have become important instruments for patient care. Now we're back to, because of the numbers, phone visits. Jonathan Rudnick is a rabbi and community chaplain at Jewish Family Services. He visits patients at hospitals all over the metro. At best, in this situation, we know what room they're in and the phone number to that room. And often, when he calls, the phone just rings. It may not even be within reach of them because no one's thinking about, well, this is something you'll need. In pre-COVID times, Jonathan would find out pretty quickly in person if a patient wanted company, if they were sleeping, if they were busy, if they didn't want him there at all. This ringing phone that no one ever answers brings no such clarity. It offers no useful information. For a chaplain, that's hard, because Jonathan does not do these patient visits out of some personal need to say prayers for strangers. In fact, he jokes that the fastest way to get a chaplain to go away is to ask for a prayer. It's almost like, well, Rabbi, if you need to say a prayer, go ahead. His goal is something much more basic. People come to hospitals almost always for the physical, right? And they got a problem and they need slash want to have it fixed. And this place has concentrated all these resources, right? Technology, medications, human experts to do that. So that makes sense. And kind of the unintended, I think, consequence is things get very imbalanced with all this focus on the physical. Something needs to, you know, heal physically. At the same time, it's like, what about the rest of me? What about the, because we're, we are multidimensional creatures. And when one dimension is being related to so intensively, the other ones can get lost. The art, he says, is figuring out what the patient in front of him actually needs. So I kind of tend to look at it as connecting to themselves, connecting to other people, and then connecting to beyond themselves. So that could be God, it, you know, it could be nature, it could be a lot of different things. When no one picks up the phone, there is literally no way to make any of that happen, no matter how profound the need on the other end may be, and that haunts him. Those of us who go about our lives outside hospital walls are trying to process a lot of news from inside that world. 
It's difficult to comprehend stories of caseloads pushing healthcare workers past the brink of exhaustion. We shake our heads reading stories of delayed care or lack of access to beds causing non-COVID conditions to worsen instead of heal. Chaplains still try to recognize, even in that environment, especially in that environment, the humanity of each person they encounter. They do their best to understand what a patient's condition means to the patient. A chaplain can be someone to talk to, someone to cry with, someone who can help you figure out the whole hospital setting when you're stressed and confused. Trying to do all of that over the phone? It's doing that with your hands tied behind your back. I think the biggest challenge during the whole COVID is... That's Ramona Winfield. Uh, trying to maintain a connection via phone call with family. What inspires her as a Baptist chaplain is... I guess I would have to say just recognizing God in places and situations and circumstances that most folks don't see. A nurse's hard work. A patient's release from pain. Ramona works on the palliative care team at University Health, formerly Truman Medical Center, and she still does a lot of in-person visits, just not with COVID patients. A lot of the patients that are COVID patients, we couldn't have a conversation with them a lot of the times because they're intubated. For COVID patients who aren't intubated, Ramona calls that bedside phone. When that doesn't work, she tracks down relatives. If they have a church family and they want the church family contacted, that I would do that. If they want a priest to say a prayer over them, uh, we can get the priest. They can, just like me, just only come to the window and they may be able to say a prayer uh, over the window or uh, anointing of the sick outside of the room. Ramona's whole thing with patients and their families is just being present. A prayer through a window isn't what she's talking about. She means something that's very hard to describe. But she does have a story. A little bit ago, a um, patient had passed. About getting called to a room where a patient had died. There was a family member in the room, and the family member was in the bed with the patient, and they weren't sure how to get the family member out of the bed. When Ramona got to the room... A nurse was trying to reason with this relative who wasn't responding at all. So Ramona stepped into the grief-stricken person's line of vision, allowing the nurse to move aside. After a couple of attempts to start a conversation, she kind of stopped, took in the scene, and then... And so I began to sing a, a, a song, um, old Baptist song, that if you went to a Baptist church, you would know this song. And I began to sing this song, and the family member began to cry, just lay there and cried. And I got some tissue, and I uh, wiped the tears away as I was singing. And then the family member began to talk. He spoke not to Ramona, but to the deceased relative, expressing love, saying goodbyes. And then I told the family member that, you know, pretty soon security's going to have to come up to take the body to the morgue. And so uh, we're going to give you just a few minutes to be with the patient. And the family member was like, okay. Ramona stood in the background humming while the family member took a towel and used it to wipe their loved one's face and hands and feet. As he was doing this, um, the family member would say, 
you know, you've done so much with these hands, taking care of your family. You worked hard. And as he wiped the feet, uh, the family would say, you, you, those feet have uh, walked so many miles just to make sure that your children had all that you needed. Eventually, this person who'd been immobilized by grief got up and walked out of the room in peace on his own. That is presence. Not always being able to do that kind of chaplaining anymore is tough. But Ramona's trying her best. She's a people watcher, and that's a trait she uses to identify family members who need a little extra help, as well as family members who want to be in charge. A matriarch or patriarch who needs to be addressed from the get-go. It also allows her to see signs that a healthcare provider is struggling. Doctors and nurses spend time with patients. They naturally uh, go through a process of grief also. Uh, and just to be able to recognize that and Uh, especially in time of COVID. Ramona tries to find opportunities to check in with those providers. Just to pay little attention to what's going on and say, hey, we're here for you if you need need to talk. She also writes them thank you notes. I may send them a little thank you card and say, we appreciate all that you've done. Uh, Your work here is very valuable. Uh, The family said this about you. Just to let them know that we see what they're going through. As for Jonathan Rudnick, he isn't in one hospital day in and day out. He goes everywhere. So he has less information about what's going on behind the scenes when that phone is ringing. Not long ago, one of the volunteers on his team had been trying to reach this one patient for two weeks and then finally learned the patient was on a ventilator. The volunteer felt really helpless. So Jonathan started asking questions. That kind of pushed me when she was telling me what was going on to call and um, try to connect with someone there. I was talking to a charge nurse and, you know, I was telling her, you know, I know that you have a lot going on here. Okay, so if this is getting in the way, then, you know, do whatever you need to do. But here's what I'm thinking. You know, is there any family? And the woman says, yeah, I mean, there is a spouse. And I said, could you give the spouse my name and cell number and let the spouse know that, you know, this is available and, and, and no pressure. No, I mean, they don't have to call. Jonathan doesn't know if that family member will end up reaching out to him or not. But at the very least, they will know. You have someone else from the community who's come to check and see how you're doing. It may not be the level of connection that chaplains are used to, but it is something. And it sure beats the uncertainty of a ringing telephone. That's it. Thanks for listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. And I know it's a heavy one, but can I just say that as of this episode, we've been making this podcast for a whole year? Woohoo! I want to thank everyone who's been a part of the team now or just helping us get started. Mackenzie Martin, Barb Shelley, Gabe Rosenberg, Mike Russo, Krista Henthorne, Cody Newell, Byron Love, Carlos Moreno. You all rule. The music on Real Humans is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can subscribe everywhere. And Ramona, the chaplain, wants everyone to know she does not take singing requests. So don't I, I can't. I cannot hold a note, but I love to sing. And the Bible tells us to make a joyful noise. So 
As long as I can make a noise, I'm okay. Take it easy, Casey.